It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt and his jet engine turbine, his jet hat, mm-hmm. his sunglasses, we're back. Season 10 kicks off next week. We've got an intern who's kicking ass and taking names, and it's only Monday. What a way to start the week, guys. I'm Drew back. Don't worry, Mason will stumble away in here at some point. I got a glass of uh, Basil Hayden match drink and some kind of nice drink. Nice little, uh, you know, I don't know what this is. I just know it's margarita. I didn't make it. I'm it's just margarita drinking it. Mon- it's margarita Monday. I should have done a Manhattan. I could have called it Manhattan Monday. Well, there's, uh, there's a handful of things that I do want to see in this podcast, and that is Gilligan hats, sunglasses, and pads off. And in in-show interviews is highly... Um, suggested and encouraged. So yeah, Sean Payton, we're we're doing things the opposite on uh, the corner booth crew. Exactly. I, the only Gilligan hat I have is a legitimate um, military boonie hat, which Matt, you've seen. Mm-hmm. I have seen. That kind of doesn't fit the whole Gilligan hat look. I have another uh, Jets that bucket hat somewhere Gilligan, in my drawer. Delta Force gym or something. I've never heard the term Gilligan hat before until that old man I said something either. about it. I have either. It just shows how out of touch Sean Payton is. And as somebody who's been told is not very PC or out of touch, I find that hysterical. Um, yeah. But this is great. We'll talk about that much more. we got a great show today. We're talking NBA, NFL, college football, baseball. But we got really stuff. So Mason will be here in about five minutes. I will only wear it during the shades for about 30 seconds. Um... Either way, we'll figure it out. Let's start off with the fun stuff, okay? Matt, breaking damn news, your New York Jets have signed the running back. Breaking news, Joseph Douglas VIII, which I completely made the eighth up. He has, for the first time in Jets history, stood up Bill Belichick himself. The Jets finally got the one up on Bill. This was definitely... Think about this. Just let me take you back to the draft. 
the Jets were supposedly, because I thought they were, they were always going to take Will McDonald. They were supposedly going to take Broderick Jones. They purposely traded with the Steelers so the Steelers would take our supposed pick just to get a one-up on us. And Joe Douglas heard, oh, uh, they signed a running back? Let's let's finalize something. And Dalvin Cook, ladies and gentlemen, has signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets that's worth up to, I believe, in the area of like $8.5 million in that field. Slightly more than a, a certain other person's contract we'll get to later. But, ladies and gentlemen, Dalvin Cook, he is not going to Miami. Miami Dolphin fans, as much as you were talking a lot of stuff on Twitter about it. He's not going to the Buffalo Bills. He is going to the New York Jets with Brees Hall. Well, I mean, listen, one thing I worries is it, it from a fantasy perspective, we'll talk about this with Mason in about maybe 20 minutes or so. But fantasy-wise, this just... The two signings today just tank two running back stocks. But, I, I, I mean, you know what? I'm happy for him. I, I think the Jets made a good move here. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I mean, so watching the run game in the preseason so far with Israel, Abanaconda, uh, Michael Carter has been looking good as well. It wasn't a need. I'll be honest with you. Dalvin Cook was not a need off of just watching the run game and the preseason. I felt very confident. Uh, Oh, we don't. Trust me, man. Between Jermaine Johnson, Will McDonald, and then you got Bryce Huff, um, John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Carl Lawson. I'm from the old uh, Jim Schwartz and uh, Jim Schwartz school of having six guys who can get after the quarterback. We see. Well, I'm used to the whole Rex Ryan thing. Pass rushers are like pew-pews. You can never have enough. Rex Ryan's thing was you can never have enough cornerbacks. No matter if they're good or bad, you had like plenty. But that's like John Green I would have had quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I would have rather have seen this team go into the offensive line um, realm. I'm not upset with this. I mean, like I said, looking at the the run game of the preseason, this wasn't a, a giant need, but this was definitely something that just boosts that run game. I mean, Brees Hall, he's clocking 30, 23 miles an hour, but we don't know if he's going to be healthy the first week of the season. He tore his ACL in in last October, so. He's not a full year into recovery yet. He had the surgery not long after that. Um, so this is very, very, very good insurance for Brees Hall. And when he comes back, you have Brees Hall with his speed to just run through the gaps in the field. And you have Dalvin Cook's elusiveness to catch the ball in the backfield. So it's going to be a very nice pairing, in my opinion. I don't think one is going to really overshadow the other. Um, I mean, in the run game, I think Brees is going to get the majority of the bulk of that. But... I think both of them are going to play a really good intertwined game with each other to where I think it's going to be very successful for that offense, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Um, double the ball off. It'll, it'll be like him having AJ, um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, but I think of significantly upgraded. Nice. All right. I mean, I think the, the biggest issue with them is going to be like one balancing carries two. This kills Michael Carter's career in the Jets. He's going to get dealt by week four, um, which yeah. is good. I mean, some team is going to lose a running back. It's going to get a decent, a decent, like a decent B plus, B minus running back. I think this clear cut makes the Jets the best. I guess it's weird. Offensive. Every team in the NFC is not bad, and the AFC East is not bad, but they all have a glaring hole somewhere. So we'll start with the P- Bills. I don't trust their run game, and I don't trust their offensive line. Their defensive, their defense is great when it's healthy. And yeah, Josh Allen's a top five quarterback. Then you go to South Beach. 
they're a decent team. They score a lot of points, and they've got a good edge rush, and they've got a nasty little defense. They're missing Jalen Ramsey until December. That's one side of their defense missing. Then, on top of that, you're praying your quarterback stays healthy. Yep. And your backup is not a viable option either, health-wise. Nope. So, now we go to the New York Jets. I'm not going to talk about the Patriots. They got more holes than Swiss cheese. Um, (laughs) My biggest thing with the Jets is that I worry about the O-line a little bit. But let's be honest, Tackles. social media clips of um, Makai Becton getting smoked by the most athletic freak and defensive line in the league right now, which would be uh, Brian Burns. I don't buy into clips like that. I think it's kind of stupid. It's like, hey, everyone's going to struggle blocking blocking Brian Burns. He's a different breed, man. See, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like For me with the Bills, I think it's it's easy to point out that they don't have a solidified run game and they have lots of offensive line issues, and I don't really think they addressed um, the linebacker position on defense um, last season or this past offseason. Miami has a lot of glaring holes. Like, yes, they have Tua, they have Tyreek Hill, they have Jalen Waddle, they have a plethora of running back number twos on their team, but they have offensive line issues. We all saw the video of the offensive line on their ass during a drill on practice. Um, defense, you know, they're missing Jalen Ramsey. Replace some of Eli Apple. That defense to me screams like, I don't know, man, like in the, in the top 15, top 20. I, I don't think they're going to be a, as scary as a team as they're anticipated to be. The Patriots, but like we said, a lot of glaring needs on both sides of the ball. Um, I'm I'm not trying to be a homer, but I, I think the Jets have a, a solid offense and a very good, very, very good defense. They have holes, too. They have issues at tackle. We don't know what's going to happen at right and left tackle. Um, so that's their biggest issue needing strengthening is that offensive line at this moment. No, nah, it's fair. Uh, my biggest thing with all this going forward is that if the Jets' line can play decent like b minus blocking football top 15 line kind of thing like yeah they have to be 15 they leave me 18 they're in the middle of the pack that team will win 12 games and probably win that division now if they play above that first place in the afc and probably playing philadelphia or san fran in the super bowl i'll take it in a heartbeat because to mahomes's credit they were great, but they also played a bunch of beat-up teams last year to get to the Super Bowl. You had a Jacksonville team who didn't know how to put away a roster. Then you had a Cincinnati team that just looked depleted. And then you had like a Buffalo team lose to that said Cincinnati team that just looked shot. The way the AFC kind of folded last year is kind of just like, everyone's talking about how Philadelphia railroaded. They played the best wildcard team. Then they played the best team in the in the conference, not them. Steamrolled both. Had a 21-point lead. Their defense coordinator quit. All I'm saying is the AFC was a little too overhyped last year because I think the Bengals are similar in the fact that they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I think the Bengals took advantage of a really weak division that was overhyped as hell. And now we go forward with, oh, hey, Lamar's playing. Oh, hey, the the Steelers got better. Oh, and yeah, you know that that you know the Browns got another uh, year with Bill Cosby under center. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as Stefanski doesn't fuck it up, I think honestly the team's gonna be the the Browns gonna be a good roster. So either way, it's gonna be a fun time. I um, 
I think the AFC is going to shake up. It's a coin flip between one of these three teams getting the top seed, Buffalo, New York, and KC. Second team is either going to be the loser of that AFC East or the first place in the AFC East or KC. Um, third is probably going to be Cincy or Baltimore, depending on how bad Joe Burrow's knee is or calf or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, the South will probably be the Jags at like 10 and 7, 11 and 6, whatever. Wild cards, give me Tennessee, give me Chargers, and give me whoever loses the AFC East. But I really actually think, like, the I think the surprise thorn in everyone's side this year is going to be, like, the Titans or the Texans. There's something that's coming. The a, everyone's looking at the AFC South like it's booty. It's really not. I mean, I don't think that, I think the Texans are going to I think the Texans are going to be a 4-5-1 team this year. I think that I'm not going to overreact. We'll talk preseason reactions when Mason gets here. But I just I kind of get the feeling it's the Jets division to Jets are at the top tier. Bills just below that, thirty feet of shit. It's Miami, and then another twenty feet <laughs> it's uh, New England. So I, I got to see them get by the uh, Buffalo Week One. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for everything that's been transpiring recently, but I need to see them beat Buffalo in the season opener to to feel good about you know that division finally running through this team in the AFC East. Um, but until then it's, it's Buffalo's division to lose in my opinion. But um, I think, I think the AFC East and the AFC North are going to run the wild card. I think like, let's just say the jets win the division, the bills get one of the wild cards or vice versa. I think the other two wild cards will be taken up by, you know, AFC North or AFC East teams, like whether it's Miami and, and Baltimore or, or Cincinnati, or even the, the Browns could sneak in. I'm not high on Deshaun Watson just yet. Um, they have a talented offensive roster. Their defense is always in the mix, is always competitive and solid. It, they're going to go as far as Deshaun Watson is going to take them. If he's if there's no significant improvement from last season, they're not going to win more than maybe like, you know, eight or nine wins. But if he can get back to, you know, 20, 2018, 2019 type of Deshaun Watson from Houston, that should be a 12-win team right there. There you go. All right. Three weeks from Thursday. Lions, Chiefs. The super, the uh, Martha's Vineyard edition shows begin in twelve days. We have the first Sunday of the year in twenty-seven fucking days, four weeks from yesterday. And joining us now to share in our excitement, ladies and gentlemen, the third member of our trio, one of the uh, funniest dudes I know. And a resident boomer sooner, ladies and gentlemen, Mason Rodgers. I'm sorry, guys. This is this one is entirely on me. I scheduled the the family, you know, hash out of what we're doing for the Texas game weekend at the wrong time. I thought it was going to be a five minute call, it turned into a half an hour. That's but that I'm, I, you're mind. good. Listen, our intern was supposed to be backstage tonight. The poor kid forgot that I told him that in the first meeting. So he had dinner with his parents. And I'm like, dude, you're good. You kicked ass today. You wrote an amazing write-up. Like, you're fine. Like, enjoy enjoy the night. So shout out to our intern, Chris. His first day, he killed it. Maybe I was wondering. Um, but yeah, oh, we got to fill you in on the... Uh... Family never... It never goes short, okay? Yeah. Uh, I, my sister... So I'm bringing my truck out to vacation this year, right? Because, you know, I, I got the new truck. I'll bring on vacation with me, right? 
And my family decides that I am now the pack mule for the entire vacation. I've got beach chairs, hammocks, all the, my, the bed of my truck is going to look like the back of a, the back dumpster of a Bennigan's or something after it's done. Like, I swear to God, I don't know how I'm going to fit everything. Um, and the best part is I'm supposed to go to the bar with a couple of my friends from mass, including my, uh, when, uh, the night before, because I don't feel like getting up at four o'clock in the morning to catch an eight thirty ferry in Cape Cod. So, um, I am basically like, Hey, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it all in my truck. I'm going to a bar. <laughs> like I'm going to have to lock all that shit up. Yeah. And, listen, and like the worst part is like, my back seat is gonna just be like filled with shit. To, almost like, oh, this is gonna be a pain in the ass. Well, just to fill I'm, you in, uh, to fill you in, Mason, on the recent uh, podcast rules that we just came up with before you signed on. Um, during podcast, Gilligan hats, um, off, your pads off, sunglasses on. Um, Mid podcast interviews are encouraged. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, we'll elaborate on that now. Mason's here because this is the new rule. I may have to go buy myself an Eagles Gilligan hat now. I kind of want one. Um, we should all so, just troll. All just troll Sean Payton. So, on, I believe it was Sunday's game against the Panthers, um, our boy uh, Garrett Wilson uh, decided he was going to, um, you know, kind of just troll, be fun. So, this is the tweet from James Palmer. Head coach Sean Payton doesn't want to see during Broncos hashtag Broncos games first preseason game Friday after after stars are pulled. No uniforms off after you're done playing. No sunglasses. No Gilligan hats. That means uh, bucket hats apparently. Um, he, and J- James Palmer goes, "This is my new term for bucket hats." No interviews during the game. Garrett Wilson. In retort to Sean Payton's beef with the with the uh, with the Jets, Daniel, Nathaniel Hackett, pads off, doing an interview, bucket hat, sunglasses, mint. I love it. And Matt, honestly, you're technically doing an interview right now. You got the Gilgan hat, no pads <laughs> on. Um, the only one who made a better view like a Jets undershirt on or something like that, instead of a jersey. I know I wore the uh, the Marty Lyons jersey, but there's no shoulder pads. These are all natural. Yeah, you just look like the varsity kid showing up to a JV game instead. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and the margarita. All you need is the margarita <laughs> stuffed in like a fucking water bottle, and you're like half the seniors from my high school. I'm in a, I'm in prime Johnny Manziel form right now for that documentary. Listen, okay, if I could show up to a if I could show up to a JV game uh, a JV game with a 25 ounce Mountain Dew, I may have poured a nip of whiskey into, and just sat there on the sideline sipping that while watching. Uh, you can do that too. Okay. Just buy a 12-pack of the Mountain Dew hard seltzers and just don't tell anybody the hard seltzers. So just see the Mountain Dew label and you might be all right. The, the problem is the decals are crazy. By the way, I've had two of the flavors now. They're both amazing. Was it the red one and the Baja Blast? I, I haven't had the Baja yet. My boy Trev keeps sogging them on me because he has a spot where he picks them up. I had the original. Original is phenomenal. Um, I had the pineapple. Was that was not bad. It was I give it a solid 7 10. The original was an eight. I heard the Baja Blast is phenomenal. I've had I had the Baja Blast and the red one. They're both really good. I like that they're not overly sweet, like compared That's to the That's my favorite everything. part. Like yeah, they more taste of a, like you're uh, drinking yeah. a Baja Blast, but like yeah, it's, Listen, it's like a Baja the... Blast with alcohol in it. Like it's it, it tastes like I spiked my Baja Blast with vodka. I'm turning that chapter of of my late twenties life where 
you taste the sugar and you feel the sugar. Yeah, so I'm less like, sugar buddy, is good. You turned 28 in like a month, like in a month and a half. Yeah, like, no, relax. I'm feeling like I'm uh, 45 over here with all these uh, joint stuff. You know, you could also just start stretching, eat more protein. <laughs> oh, protein's yeah, not the Brady's issue. I could definitely stretch more. Oh yeah, no, protein's I, not I, the I issue with stretching. I pulled the muscle in my back lifting yesterday, and um, it definitely hurt this morning sitting in my office chair. Like, this is how I knew my truck has, like, way too much support in it compared to my Honda. I sat down, and there's, like, pressure in my lumbar. I'm like, ow, shit, mm. this is what support feels like. I'm driving, like, stiff as a board to work today. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. All right. So, boys, reactions to just Sean Payton just being fucking lame. I, I just, I already hated Sean Payton because one, he was a Cowboys assistant. Then I hated the Saints when he was coaching. And he's just been, he was irritating as fuck as a broadcaster. Just so condescending. He's like, yeah, I, I won one Super Bowl because Tracy Porter had the luckiest interception of all time. And an onside kick worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just, I just, Sean Payton always has bugged me. So, Mace, Matt, your thoughts on, uh, the troll job by Garrett Wilson. I love this Broncos-Jets rivalry that's stirring. It makes me laugh. You know, I, I never had an issue with Sean Payton, but I see why people do. I, I can understand it. I um, I just, the man just can't catch a W. Like, I don't, everything he's doing, man, he can't catch the W, and you know he deserves to take the L's right now. I am, uh, I love Garrett Wilson for that. I, I You know what's funny, too, is that I, I wonder if it's if it was just a coincidence or if it was full-on intentional. By the way, the man is the MVP for, and he always has a spot at the booth, the corner booth, um, whenever he is in town. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, Garrett Wilson, always welcome. Um, that also goes for any other um, NFL personality. Uh, not any, being anybody honest. whatsoever. Yeah, seriously, we, ha- we have fucking Kevin on the show, okay? Like, we, our standards <laughs> are fucking low. Um, <laughs> but also, look out for, we're going to have some fun guests this year. Um we're going to try to have more guests on during the season because uh, we'll be more structured in our shows, which is always good. Um, yeah, fellas, the offseason's over. Season 10 starts on Monday. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic right now. This is 10 seasons of the corner booth I've survived. Mace, your one-year anniversary is in a month and a half, pal. How you feeling? Is that is that right, dude? That's what I we were just talking about. October like 15th was your first show. Okay. All right. Matt's up right. on a year and a half in about uh, two months. I'm That's my, like, it's already been a year. My fifth, that, my five yeah. year anniversary is November fifth or fourth. That is nuts, man. It, it's crazy just how like I mean, for me, the past year has flown by. Really, the past two with just like all my friends graduating and and then me. But yeah, that is nuts. That's crazy, I mean, man. As long as you're still having fun with it, buddy, it's all good. We have our first intern since like 2020, so this is great. I know, sorry, yeah. December 2021 was the last time we had an intern because I don't count Sal. Sal was here for 30 seconds and then dipped. Do you guys remember Sal? He was here for 30 seconds. He was our I don't fall. Know if I was here in- for Sal. I think you were here for Sal. No, you weren't. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. It was me and Samir and JD had Sal for 30 seconds and then Sal dipped and we were making jokes about it because we we were fr- <laughs> um. It was Jabberjaw and Rook's podcast that that's he went mm. through. Shout out to those boys. Unfortunately, they had to go to the dark side and go join uh, 
the Fantasy Football Corporation. But you know, we still love him. We still love for how our is boys. that? Uh, how is that going I, over there? I don't know. I, we talked to Duck, and I, I mean, I still get some love from Jabberjaw and Rook occasionally. So I mean, and TJ, they're good dudes. I don't know you. Duck, I mean, I didn't get along with Jason. Uh... I, no, I'm no disrespect. Jason's a good businessman. Jason works hard. I just couldn't deal with his bullshit. Like the dude was up my the problem. That man had my cell phone number. That was my biggest mistake. Now that I have a work phone, I sometimes will give people my work phone number because I just mute the call. It's like it's an iPhone 13 that I don't care if I mute the calls for and I shut it off from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. It's off. So like my boss could call me. He, he's going to voicemail. He won't because my boss is actually respect my work boundaries, which is a new thing. Um, but yeah, yeah I, no. I, I genuinely, I genuinely couldn't make it on one of his shows that he asked me to go on for a uh, collab thing. It was like a Jets Patriots thing, and I, I, I forgot what I had going on, but I really couldn't make it, and you I never heard from him. You had to pull an OT shift or something. Oh yeah, yeah, it was probably like last night where I had to do seven to three thirty, and then I had to come back in well, from like ten to four. Me and Kevin are banned because we tore his buddy an, a new asshole over his lack of knowledge of college football. And you know, like me me, to you know how me trying to you know how me and Kevin can get a little get a little uh, riled up when we have a few drinks on us. Um, yeah. This guy was just spewing some of the dumbest college takes of all time, and we were getting like venomous, like fucking mean. And, she, and we're just like, and it was like, holy fuck! And I went back and watched the show. I'm like, Kev, we may have been a little too mean. Kev's like, no, not mean enough. But this dude's this dude's takes were, were absolute ass. Anyway, uh, Mace, any take on uh, Sean Payton before we move into our preseason reactions? Yeah, um, look, I, I personally have never had a problem with him, uh, to be honest with you. I know, you know, hey, look, you guys know I hate the Cowboys through and through, uh, and I hate anybody who has, you know, had any kind of success with him. But uh, I feel like he's had enough success out on his own uh, with New Orleans that you know I can re- I can respect the guy. I think some of the the, the comments he's made about Hackett, uh, even though that dude is a clown, um, and then you know this past week uh, at the podium are a little bit ridiculous. But hey, man, I mean it's all just chatter. You know he's trying to get the team fired up. Uh, before the season, you know, they're probably not going to do much. But um, I think at the same time, it's kind of ridiculous, though, because it's just like, it's not like you're better than the Jets, you know? Why are you picking a fight with the Jets, right? Like, yeah. what, what's the what's like, the point here? Like, we're already making memes about Russell Wilson's terrible passing in his early preseason. Like, I still think the, the Broncos will fit. I, my biggest thing is I think Russ has to go to, like, a Tampa Bay or someplace where like there's low expectation and no expectation with a good receiver or two, and that's where he'll revive his career. But I think Sean Payton has no patience. Yeah, well, he, I, 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 I just I don't know. I mean, I think Russell. Look, I, I think he's going to be serviceable. I don't think he's going to be on that MVP level that he was what two years ago. Right? Was nah. that the COVID season that he was just really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just carrying, like legitimately carrying. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was, yeah, two years ago. I don't think he's going to ever return to that kind of form. But look, he's going to be serviceable. He's he's not going to go out there and stink it up like he did last year. I think Hackett is a total blithering idiot. Um, I I think that that dude had no business being a head coach. 
he might be great for you guys, Matt, uh, back in the previous uh, role. But I, I really do not feel like, you know, he that dude is not fit to be a head coach. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he had one, he had one year of being a head coach. It didn't work out. You know, I, I, I would definitely agree. At, like at this moment, I don't think he should be a head coach. I think some guys are just better sticking to coordinators, and maybe he is just meant to be an offensive coordinator, and that's it. Um, I mean, you look at the facts. I mean, he was given Russell Wilson, who is a, you know, a, a very, very, very talented quarterback. Um, they had a very good offense on paper. Um, defense is always solid. Offensive line was pretty good. Um, so there's no reason why they should have been so poor as they were last year. So I, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a Trump, tough division. It's a tough division, so you got to cut them a little bit of slack. You know what I mean? I mean, you are playing the Chiefs. You uh, you are playing the Chargers twice a year. You know, both of those teams were playoff teams last year, so we can cut them some slack on that. <coughs> but, um, l- like you said, Matt, I think you make a good point. Some coordinators are always meant to be coordinators. Some guys are cut, you know, different, and they are, you know, able to elevate their sort of coaching abilities to be a head coach. But, you know, some guys are great coordinators. Some guys are not. Um, or some guys are good head coaches. Some guys are not. Um, and I think we saw plenty of success with him in Green Bay. And I don't think there's any reason that the offense is not going to be great for New York this year. But, you know, he just wasn't cut out to be a head coach, period. Yeah, and I'm holding real firm on my take of um, I think Russell Wilson's done in Denver after this year. I'm, I'm I mean, I know it's just preseason, but there, there's he's. I don't think he's really set up for success right now. And neither is Sean Payton. I mean, that offensive line is weak, and Russell Wilson was getting hit in that game, and he was making I some. some sh- he made some shitty throws. He made some throws that were probably going to be fine, but he got hit on the throw. He made some good throws. I, I I'm not seeing any sort of Seattle shades from Russell Wilson right now, and I don't see how this is going to be anything positive for Sean Payton this season. Matt, what was my biggest take with? Uh, Russell going to Denver. I said this was going to be a train wreck, right? Mm-hmm. Because my biggest reason is when you watch Seattle, they could have been, and you saw, they put Geno Smith in, and yes, Geno had a great season with the same cast at a swap out Rashad Penny or Chris Carson for Kenneth Walker. I think, honestly, Rashad Penny got a raw end of the deal. He just got how fucking hard it happens. Yeah. With um, a weak defense, too. Yeah, with Still a made weaker playoffs. defense. And they went to the playoffs and had San Fran on the ropes the entire first half. So, what's the equation? Russ improvising creates problems. So, I think Drake May or uh, Michael Penix Jr. will be the starting quarterback for Denver next year. I think Sean is going to see the writing on the wall by week four. He's going to say, I'm going to take one on the shins for this one. He's going to go to um, whichever Walmart air owns the fucking Broncos. Say, hey, listen, we're going to have to take one on the shins this year. Um, I'm going to start trading for draft picks. We're going to get ourselves out of Russell's contract. And I'm going to make this team a winner. I'm going to do what I did in New Orleans. And that's what's going to happen because they're going to have to do something. Yeah, There's I mean, no I think this, the, this doesn't work. Yeah, I, I, I think the other aspect of it is 
if you're the Walmart family, right, who owns the majority of the stake in this club, and majority we of the all stake know, in Arkansas itself. We, we all know Sean Payton's track record, right? Uh, he is a very capable head coach of turning, you know, roster-wise, right, average to average plus players and making them legitimate playoff contending teams who can make a run in the playoffs, you know, win one or two games, right? And you roll the dice and, you know, hey, maybe you look up and you find that you're in a conference championship game. Um, so we know that the coach is capable. And if you're the owners, if you're the front office, I think you got to trust this guy. Like you're saying, Jared, that if, if the, you know, ceiling has been reached, if the better days are behind Russell, you got to pull the plug, man. I mean, you know, they, they really inked him to a, a pretty unfriendly contract in terms of like team sort of capacity, right? Like financial team capacity, which is kind of stupid, but um, look, you know, you got to bite the bullet at some point, like you're saying. The coach is capable. He's going to be around for a while. Sean Payton's not an old guy. He's not Bill Belichick here. Um, and he's capable. So trust the head coach. If he thinks that the plug needs to be pulled on Russell Wilson, go ahead and do it after the season. There's no reason to, you know, make a drastic t- change in the middle of the season. Uh, that would be unnecessary, but yeah, I mean, take a quarterback, right? If you finish four and and 13 next year, four and 12, whatever it is, uh, right. Four and 13, four and 13. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. They were, they were sub five. Right. I mean, you, you win five games, you win four games, you know, six games, whatever. You're going to have a pretty high draft pick trade up, you know, move for Drake may. Maybe try and get in the mix for Caleb Williams, although no one's probably giving up that draft choice. Maybe Arizona does. I don't know. But um, well, I think Arizona kind of has to. They kind of have to lock in with uh, Longest Yard, a.k.a. Kyler Murray, on this one. Yeah. If, I think if that anybody would be... wants, If anybody wants my expertise on uh, USC quarterbacks, don't do it. Yeah. And uh, don't Good, do excellent it. Excellent point I mean, listen, on that, Sammy's, Sammy's out there slinging dimes. For the for the Niners, okay. Like I'm actually a little let's, worried. Uh, yeah, but I, I doing. Let, let's let's you know temper the expectations on what Darnold is gonna do. You know, mm. with the with the great running back. You know, with a great receiving core, mm. with the top three tight end. Like you know, and one of the best offensive minds in the game. Let's like temper our expectations. Oh, fine. He goes. He he still wins twelve games and probably. Like, oh yeah, but but it's a system, right? This isn't Sammy yeah, D, also, you know, balling also, out Sammy on his D own. Sammy D has the ability that Brock Purdy does not. That's the kicker. Absolutely, can, I, I the can three agree of with us that. could step into Shanahan's offense and probably win nine games. That's the thing. And, and I, I here's what I think too, and, and this is a whole another discussion. But who's to say that Caleb Williams, you know, let's say that they, you know, for some reason find themselves in a national championship game, win the Natty. Who's to say that uh, you know the NIL deal that he's got over there at SC doesn't you know, year. doesn't go up right? And he says, yeah. "Forget the draft. I'm making more money over here at USC. I'm going to run it back again and yeah. try and win another national championship." Because here's the kicker: even if his stock drops, he goes to a better fucking team. Yes, exactly. So is there, the there is a lot of. I think people don't you know think about that enough. There's a lot of incentive for that kid to stick around for Only another year. 
incentive for guys to leave early was if they had a once in a lifetime year or they were so desperate for money they had to go. Exactly. Now, NIL for star players is taking that element away. So you're going to see guys like Drake May who could have, or guys like Tyler Van Dyke. Everyone was talking before last year. He needed to come back because now he's not even ranked in the top 50 quarterbacks on most lists, which I love because he's one of those dudes who reads bulletin board material. Just ask David Pollock. But I like a lot of these guys now are going to see that, like, if, if Caleb Williams stays, which is very, listen, because at the end of the year next year, it's the Cardinals, it's the Broncos, it's the Raiders, it's the Bucks. Dude, I'm I'm staying another year. Because you may get, like, Dallas the year after that. You may get a... You, um, you might get, you know, I, I think New England is probably going to be yeah, in the New mix England's at another that one. point. You may get Miami. Like, Dude, Miami's another gamble. You may yes. get one of the teams. And I, it's... Fuck, you might even get Washington with Scary Terry. Like, but like that's still a better deal. Yeah, so, that's a that's a better, you know, situation than going to Tampa, man, and having to wait two or three years for them to get every, you know all the pieces around you right. Yeah. Get You're the right head coach. Godwin after a couple of years. So it's like, what's the fuck's the point? Right, right. Or well, no, that wouldn't make sense. Hmm. I was gonna say the Rams, but I forgot Stetson Bennett's lurking in the background. And also, well, yeah, and, so that's perfect. Perfect transition. And they got no picks. Matt, Perfect they got transition. No We're already on it. Let's start talking some preseason ball, fellas. We have we every team has not played a preseason game. The official week one has happened. Stats and base. Nice. You've been you've been de- you've been dealing for your boy stats. What's going on? Yeah, look, I you know I, I think you guys were able to you know pick up on my opinion of this dude after last season. I think you know a lot of people's opinion on this guy was that he was a phenomenal college quarterback and you know especially after the whole incident pre-draft in Dallas where he got arrested you know I think people were just like yeah this dude is still in the mindset of like I'm the top dog I won back to back at UGA you know I'm the shit right like go and play backup somewhere and make a ton of money and, you know, live a happy life, right? Like you, you were playing for a junior college team. Now you're in the NFL. Like, you know, that's the reality of the matter. But, you know, look, 17 for 29, 191 yards and a TD. You know, that that's, that's pretty solid, man. Like I know you're not playing starters. I know you're not playing guys who are going to be on the field on Sundays for the most part. But – Hey, who's to say he doesn't improve over this coming season? You know, you, you give this dude a year to sit under Stafford, to learn from that guy who's a seasoned veteran winner um, who has been great, you know, in Detroit and now in L.A., and he won a Super Bowl two years ago. Um, who's to say he couldn't be serviceable? You know, he's probably Damn. not going to be, you know, on that same level as who. You know, my guy Baker, he's probably going to be better than Baker Mayfield, who's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, and, and I'm not trying yeah. to get over my skis here, but but look, you know, it, it was impressive. I don't really think anyone expects anything of this dude uh, coming out of school. He's undersized, he's skinny, he's small, um, doesn't have a huge arm, and he had a lot of talent around him at, at Georgia. But uh, I, I think he showed up. When was this? This was on Saturday. Um, and, I, and I think he, you know, a lot of people caught that by surprise and are like, okay, this dude might be all right now. 
I think besides Dorian Thompson Robinson, nobody's had a better um, preseason so far than Stetson. I think rookie quarterbacks. But here's the thing is we always have this every year where there's like a bunch of late round guys who play well. I think DTR gives the Browns a good out if Watson's ass. I mean, yeah, to bridge that gap, I, I would say for sure. I don't know if he's going to be your long-term starter. That fucking contract. Yeah, man. It, it's just oh so bad. God. It, it makes the Russell Wilson thing. deal look just, like, pathetic. Like, yo, it, it's, it makes it's so, uh, so I was arguing with somebody the other day. They are like, oh, you guys overpaid for Hurts. I'm like, how? That man basically gave the city of Philadelphia to Um, Like, then you look at guys like Hurts' deal, Mahomes' deal. Uh, who's the other big one? Like um, Lamar's deal. Even Herbert, honestly, you're going to get 10 fucking years out of Herbert slinging the rock across the yard. Now, if they can get rid of that Dingleberry who calls place for Brandon Staley, they might be okay. Yes, I just refer to him as the little piece of shit that hang off the back of that ass because he's play calling his ass. I think these Chargers would beat the. I think the Chargers, the only thing holding the Chargers back is Brandon Staley. I think they're winning in spite of him with the amount of talent they have in that roster. But I regress my case. One thing I love, I forgot how much wiggle DeAndre put. Holy shit. I watched him shake two dudes. And then the other thing I watched my birds game, because I got to watch live. I was at the bar with my buddy, buddies who were watching the game, catching up, getting beers. Uh, was Jalen Carter's a fucking menace. Holy shit. Dude yes, shrugged his dude shrugged his side in the NFL guard like a paperweight. I was like, I'm about to be wearing a number 98 jersey suit, man. Like, I, I'm a Jalen Carter fan. This is gonna be fun. Um, yeah, no, but uh, the other thing was, um, Will Levis is a fucking cannon. My fellow Connecticut brother, man, <laughs> dude, he can fucking rip it. And that interception he threw was not was like a garbage time. I have to chuck in a double coverage kind of throw. I was a little impressed. Like I, I'm moving up my timeline right now. We'll do this on our one of our NFL preview shows. By the way, folks, we have three this year. We're going Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, Monday. We're going the 28th. We kick it off. I'll be live from a certain location in the Cape. Then on the 31st. We'll go again with another one from that location. Then on the fourth Labor Day night, me, Mace, and Matt will come back at it again with another episode. Um, I might do all of them live. I'm not sure. We'll talk with the boys after the show, obviously. We'll let you know. But three NFL preview shows, all of them will be available on YouTube. You will get all of our predictions down to the fucking T. Instead of trying to cram them into two, the three of us have way too much shit to talk about. Also, we'll have guests. Some of them famous, some of them not. Also, most of them be brilliant personalities. Um, but it's going to be a good time. But my biggest thing right now is that I have just enjoyed preseason football. Because you know what? I, I made this argument yesterday to a buddy of mine at the gym. I'm like, listen, preseason football is about three notches above XFL ball. And they're like... You know, you're right. I'm like, exactly. Like, I will probably watch the Monday night. Is there, is there a Monday night game tonight? I feel like there is. I will probably watch that while I'm eating my dinner in about 20 minutes because it'll be entertaining. It'll get me to the 841st pitch of my Diamondbacks. And that's all I care about. I honestly, like, 
Oh, no, no. There's no Monday Night Games yet. This is this is awful. It's just terrible. Yeah, I think it's Thursday's the next one. Yeah, there's there should be a, a Monday Night Football game. This is really annoying. But, yeah, it's Thursday. It's Philly versus Cleveland. Who the fuck's laughing at me? That would be uh, Bianca finally noticed my outfit. She has she didn't she has not looked over once at me with my bucket hat and my sunglasses. <laughs> we just made eye contact and now she's like, "Tell B, we just tell B, we just gave her a shout out." <laughs> I love her laugh in the background. That's making everything right now. All right. Well, besides, um, uh, Webster goes to the New York Jets. Um, sorry, Matt, that was a layup. Uh we have to uh, talk about uh, Mason's uh, signing. He, he's very eager. exactly. He's feeding Zeke's going to the Patriots. He gets one more game against Philadelphia. Yeah, Just I mean, killing for Ramondre Stevenson's draft stock right there. Yeah, Goddamn! I mean, that that was honestly the immediate reaction for me, along with just like, I'll I'll just get to the immediate reaction after this. But yeah, fantasy, you know, implication wise, I think it's a total handcuff on Ramondre, um, and and I mean, I think it drops his stock grossly. Uh, there's there's no way this dude can be taken in the second or third round now. He's going to drop one or two rounds. Some idiot's going to, you know, think that they're a wizard and take him, like, in the third round. And you're going to get a player who, you know, I don't, I don't really know, like, how to use him now. I, I don't know how they're going to use him. I don't know how much they're going to use him. I really have no idea. But um, it, it's just really confusing to me. Uh, I think you've, you you've made a good point to me, Matt, and it was kind of eye-opening uh, about the Belichick strategy in New England over these past, I don't know, 23 years, 24 years, 22 years, however, 20-plus years, right? 20 and some odd years. Uh, he's been excellent at making... Excellent football teams with subpar players because he's had the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, at that position. Uh, and and Tom was able to pick up the slack for the rest of the crew. And along the way, guys were ta- willing to take a pay cut and, you know, come along for the ride while Tom led the team to success. But, you know, now that's not the case, right? Now Mac Jones is at quarterback. You had a defensive coordinator at, you know, the OC position. And so I I don't understand what the MO is here. I don't understand what the strategy is here from Belichick, from the rest of this coaching staff, um, in, in like blatantly overlooking like who you're supposed to be signing. The wide receiver position is like, I, I think it's off. Like, it, it's just terrible. It's not competitive, um, particularly given the situation with the division. I think we can all agree on that. Every single team, if you if you think about, like, solely the wide, re- re- the wide receiver position group, uh, the Patriots are, like, by far last. It's not even close. Um. Juju Smith-Schuster as your WR1 in 2023, man, is not going to cut it, period. Uh, so I don't know what the thought is there. You had a great opportunity to sign DeAndre Hopkins, who I think he's formidable. 
He's the type of guy who can go out there and take over and win you a game still. He's not, you know, what he was once in Houston, but he's still great. Um, he's still a really good player. He would still be a great ad, and you wouldn't even have to pay him that much for very long. Um, and, and he's the type of guy who Mac could link up with, and uh, he would he would elevate Mac's sort of play. But but I, so I, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I don't know what they're going for. And I think Belichick has made a career off making questionable moves like this and it panning out, you know, drafting guys like uh, Julian Edelman and, you know, playing players like Rex Burkhead or uh, Chris Hogan. Danny, Danny Woodhead, right, is another name that comes to mind uh, and having great success. And I don't understand what I think Belichick thinks he has something up his sleeve. And I just I, I think this time around, man, that's not going to be the case. Uh, and I hate to say it, but it, it's just highly questionable. I don't know what he's doing. Um, and I think if this season doesn't work out the way that he thinks it's going to, a.k.a. make the playoffs with a subpar roster, I think there's going to be a lot of questions as to how much longer this dude has a job in Foxborough. Because I don't, I don't know where else you go from here. Uh, you're not, you know, drafting well. You're not signing. Like, you're not prioritizing, like, places that you're lacking in free agency. You're just making moves that are, like, highly questionable. What, like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I you guys rebuttal. Those are my thoughts. It, it's incredibly frustrating, man. Like, he's trying to prove a point. Mace, that's all he's trying to do. He's trying to say... I can win without Tom. Right. Billy, and, and it's just like I Bill, will still win. Bill, you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You're, you're already the greatest, man. Like, you already you already proved all of the haters wrong, for lack of better words, right? You know, everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, Bel- Brady was always better than Belichick. Who cares? Belichick's still the greatest coach ever. You know, it's like, cool. The greatest quarterback of all time was a bigger asset than the greatest coach of all time. Oh, yeah. So so what? So what, dude? You still won six Super Bowls. You you still had a legendary career that people will remember forever. What What is the point of doing all of this sort of like big brain, I see this 4D move that you don't, and I'm going to prove you wrong until all of the NFL, until Tom Brady and, and everyone else that I'm just better, right? I can make it work with these subpar players who are past their prime and uh, succeed. Because that, I Matt, mean, it just, I don't know, Matt, go ahead. Because I, I'm just, so it pisses me off so much, man, that I, I just, I, I can't speak anymore on the subject. My thing, uh, my thing with last year was I, I, I didn't really understand what he was doing. It just seemed like he was giving his friends a job and was like, "Listen, I'm not gonna make you this title because I'll have to pay you, but I'm just gonna put you in this position, let other people pay you, and I'm gonna do you a solid." So to the general fan, to me, that tells me they're just not caring about doing anything this year. We're gonna tank and we're gonna get a we're gonna get a nice pick in the draft and we're gonna go from there. Then they trade back and they take a cornerback. So now that they're not taking a quarterback, they're not taking a high-end wide receiver, 
They went for the defensive position on their defense, which I think arguably you could say was one of their strongest ones, which was like their cornerback position with, you know, Jack Jones and who else they had. So they add to that. So now I'm like, all right, I don't know what last season was. I thought you were going to try and trade up and get a good quarterback. Now you're rolling it again with Mac Jones, which I think Bill O'Brien is a nice little addition to him. I think that should fix the offensive struggles from last year now that you actually gave him a offensive coordinator. So now you add Zeke Elliott, which I don't think is out of is too far-fetched to say that Zeke Elliott could be like a 60-40 kind of guy with Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, the Ramondre Stevenson is not getting paid a lot of money. I don't I don't believe he wasn't a high-end draft no. pick. I don't think he's no. getting paid a lot. You and are, you're you are correct, Matt. You're giving Zeke Elliott $6 million for this one year. Well, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of incentives built in there. So, I mean, this is to me, you're paying a guy $6 million bucks compared to a low-end draft pick receipt, uh, running back. I, I, I think, you know, Zeke Elliott could be the primary used back this season, which history has shown since he got that big deal in Dallas that he is not an every down number one receiver anymore, uh, number one running back anymore. I, and, and Jared, I think you make a great point. Look, look, you know, this is the perfect example, right? 2021 or yeah, no, 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 no. 2022 draft. Cole Strange in the first round. It is just the epitome of the Bill Belichick mindset, right? I'm going to take a guy that is absolutely in no way belongs in the first round, being taken in the first round, right? He's got no business being taken that high. And he wants to make these players that are undervalued. It's like the money ball strategy, right? With with Billy being in the Oakland days. You know, we're going to take these undervalued, overlooked players and try to, you know, do the impossible, right? Uh, you know, make them great, for lack of better words. And I, I just, I don't understand. It, it, gone are the days of Tom Brady, man. Gone are the days of, you know, having the, the best asset in football on your side and everybody being slightly intimidated with the fact that it's like, man, dude, like, you know, we're a great football team, but you know, Tom Brady's over there. Like, you know, we still got to beat Tom. You know, this guy has literally, like, defied, like, all logic. You know, he he was a, a seventh-round draft choice from Michigan and, and turned into be the greatest player of all time. Um, And, and so I, I just don't get it. I think it's incredibly frustrating. It's been incredibly frustrating since Tom left because – I don't feel, and I think a lot of Patriots fans share the same kind of thought, but it feels like, in a way, they're not even like fielding a competitive team. Like, what is the goal with this team? Is it to win a Super Bowl? Is it to make the playoffs? Is it to tank for Caleb Williams next year, Drake May? You know, what are we doing here? Uh, what, what's the goal? And I, and I don't, I think when fans have to think about that, you have a problem. You have a serious problem because, um, you know, we, we all know the the reputation that Boston sports has, right? It's, uh, you know, go out there and try to win a championship or the fans are going to be unsatisfied. Uh, we've seen that with the Red Sox. We've seen it with the Celtics, right? Bruins. Um, and Patriots fans became accustomed to being highly successful over the years with Brady. And now it's just not the case anymore. Um, so I don't know. 
I don't know where you start. I don't think they fire Bill if, if we have a crummy year next year or this coming year. But I think you got to start raising some questions, man, and, and kind of be like, hey, man, you're on the hot seat here, dude. Like, you know, make something happen or we're going to have to move on. I think you got to just call it how it is with the, like we were talking about before. I think Bill has gotten accustomed to just the Bill Belichick Patriot way was just Tom Brady taking just wide receiver threes and fours from every other team and just making them high profile receivers like Chris Hogan, like Danny Amendola, like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, uh, Brandon LaFell, guys like that. And just, just getting the best out of them for those years that they were in New England. But now he's trying to replicate that. But he has Mac Jones. He doesn't have Tom right. Brady. Mac Jones is not anywhere near. He could right. not even wear the same sock as Tom Brady. And, and it's not like, him. and Mac is like, you know, it's not like Mac is, I don't know, who's an average kind of, you know, C plus B minus quarterback. I don't know, like Tua, right? Like Tua's all right. You know, Tua's not great. He's not anything special, but it's like Tua's better than Mac. I think Mac um, Jones and, and Baker Mayfield are pretty even playing field. I would right agree, now. Matt. I, I, unless Mac really turns it around this year and elevates the the play, uh, I, I think that's a very comparable kind of kind of you know measurement. But Mac, because, but Mac Jones Mac, is go ahead, go ahead. A talent. No, that's, Mac Jones is a talented quarterback. I mean, just two years ago when he was a rookie, we saw him take this team to the playoffs, and he would look yeah. good. And he had an offensive coordinator. I think that Bill O'Brien should fix these issues, but I also think Mac Jones is the type of quarterback where, like, hey, you know, you should really surround this guy with talent. Like, Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott are great and all, but, like, maybe, like, spruce up the offensive line. You know, you gave him Gesicki and Hunter Henry, which is phenomenal. But, like, you know, DeAndre Hopkins really would have – paired nicely with the with Juju Smith-Schuster because I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a very good wide receiver too I think he needs that wide receiver one which DeAndre you know DeAndre um, Hopkins for that two-year deal that he got in Tennessee would have been amazing for the Patriots and I think that would have brought them to that seven to eight win mark and could have given them like nine to ten wins I think you could have upped their win total by two to three just by making that one adjustment I you got to give this guy all the hope that he can get it is yes. nothing wrong with and, and look you, at Baker Mayfield. Look at Baker Mayfield when he was in his last couple of years in you know Cleveland. They gave him Mark Cooper at the end of the year, but he had you know a Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. He had a solid offensive line. He had Njoku and Austin Hooper, and they were just supplying him with just weapons after weapons with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. and everybody else, and they were making the playoffs. You got to just surround this guy with as much talent as you can. You can't just give him scrubs thinking he's going to be the next Tom Brady when he has nothing to show for that. Well, and and I think that was evident when he was at Alabama, right? You know, this guy had a receiving core of Devontae Smith, uh, Henry Ruggs. I'm I'm forgetting someone else. There's there's another is was Jerry Judy there? I think Jerry Judy was there. Jerry Judy was there and so was uh, Ruggs, Judy, Smith, and And, uh, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, and, and so you you compare that, right? I mean, they were by and far the best team in college football that year, and Mac Jones finished second in the Heisman voting. And so you know you think about Mac is a serviceable quarterback, but you, he's not one of these guys that can make. He's not good enough to make up with you know crap being around him, right? If you've got a good you know a good OC, aka Bill O'Brien. And you've got a loaded wide receiver room and a serviceable tight end and an all right running back. 
he he can make things happen for you. He's good enough to do that. But um, you know, when 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 his best receiver is Juju in 2023, mm-hmm. it's like you you can't really fault the guy. You really can't. You got to feel for him because it's just he's not capable at that level. So um, enough on the tangent. Let's move on because it's yeah. Just... I w- listen. We made a fucking hour already. I was like, guys, maybe an hour max. I'm like, oh shit, we're going on football. This is why I cannot wait for the season because we're gonna have to actually have time restrictions because it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. All right, we might have to start doing two hour pods again, which is wild to me. All right, let's. We gotta talk a little baseball. Um, Wander Franco. Do we? Do we have to? We have to. It's a big story, and Man, I don't want to make it in the off color light during our Thursday show. Our Monday show is a little less like, like joking, less like bad humor. Um, Wander Franco has been like given the time. He did not travel with the team. He was removed in, I believe, the seventh inning by the Rays. Um, he's been placed the- on the restricted list by Major League Baseball. Yep. That's the newest um, for allegedly having a relationship with an underaged woman um, or girl, I guess in this case, I don't know the age of the girl. Allegedly. All I know is, is that he's been pulled off a lot of shit and it's not looking good. And to quote uh, a couple of baseball writers I've, I've uh, listened to today. If they pull, if MLB pulls you off the field, it's serious. They're, they don't do yeah. that for allegations. They do that for confirmation. Absolutely. And I, I think the most disappointing part about it is, you know, he's one of the brightest, uh, best young stars in the game, right? I think people would, would put him right under Ellie De La Cruz of Cincinnati, right? Uh, both are phenomenal players when they're on the field. Um, and, and Wander is like, I mean, I would be willing to say that he's the best player on Tampa. And and the dude is like what? I like still say Randy. But, um, he's like twenty two. Yeah, he's so he's my age. He's a year younger than me. Um, and and you know, however way you want to look at it, he's the best player on the team, or he's the second best player on the team, and he's been in the league for like two years now. Uh, he's a fantastic ball player, but I mean, yeah, it's just like, come on, man. I mean, there's nothing you can really. Hey, it might be. It might if all of this gets confirmed, Jared, we might be looking at a at a new. At a new, you know, clown of the week, man. We, Bro, we might listen. have a Thursday. Might, I, I, I'm telling DJ he better show up for Thursday. We may have one. Who do you, who, do you who replaced Ja? I'm trying to remember here. Uh, it's well, Antonio Brown. And then now it's Jim Irsay currently. Okay, okay. Yeah, how do you how do you top a pedophile? How I don't know, you know if you can, man. I think can like. You, we might have to put him in like the the Hall of Shame and then just recreate I the. I mean, I, I see a situation where it's just oh, like shit. even if it's not confirmed, right? You know, let's say that like no one presses charges, yeah. MOB reinstates him. I, I think Tampa might just have to let him go, strictly because it's like, look, man, this is not what we are about within this organization. We got to let you go, man. We know that you're a great talent, but but you know ethics come over you know winning ball games and being a great baseball player uh we gotta let you go um uh breaking news this is unfortunately um really sad um alex collins uh formerly of the ravens and seahawks power back power back was definitely a good number two punch for a lot of teams 
uh, played in the USFL last uh, recently, uh, passed away, uh, according oh, to Ari Mirov at My Sports Update. So yeah, our rest in peace to Alex Collins. Um, just got the. They update. say how? Nope, nope. They just said he's passed away. Ooh, that guy Very was like tough. probably like twenty-eight, maybe. He's twenty. He's our age. Wow. Same draft. He would have been the same. He's the same high school, college class as us. Wow. You hate to. I don't know. You hate to hear it. I don't. Yeah. Prayers to him and his family, and uh, to everybody affected by his passing. We'll try to switch to a little more positive topics. I mean, at least for me and Mason, possibly. Well, to end um, it, I mean, Tampa Bay, I'll, I'll trade you IKF at the end of the season. Just give me a Randy Rosarina and a six-pack. We'll call it a deal. Jesus. Hey. Hey, it's, hey, it's worth a try, ain't it, Matt? Yeah, hey, listen. It's worth I mean, a roll this of could the happen dice. A, this happened a couple weeks ago. They could hey, have listen, us at the fellas, deadline. So. My team won a series for the first time since the All-Star break. Let's go! Hey, congratulations, pal. The dark times nice. are over. Cheers. I don't know what it's like to win a series. <laughs> you for, you forgot that feeling, Matt? I forgot, man. I don't know. It's been like three months Bro, since this I haven't hey, hey. about baseball since I got to see my boys, uh, Lourdes, Zach, uh, Corbin, and Jerry walk out for an all-star. I was like, oh, shit. We got four this year? And then there was a um, there was a sports better that had a $10 parlay on the line, and he would have won $955,000. And the reason why he lost that parlay was because the Yankees did not win the game, and they were up 7-3 to three in the ninth. I would have cashed out. Man said he needed eight-plus strikeouts from Garrett Cole, who got six, but also needed the Yankees' money line, which they were winning 7-3 to three in the ninth, and they gave up uh, five Oh, runs. see... At that point, when I knew Garrett Cole was about to get tapped out, I would have called it. I never bet strikeouts unless I've got unless it's a low number. Mm. Yeah. Um, so fellas, we'll we'll wrap it up on this. We're not going to talk the James Harden shit because it's James Harden being James Harden. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, can I? I'll, I'll touch on that extremely quickly. I'll let you uh, go. I think that dude's legacy is in the toilet now. I think it is over for my man, James. I mean, he was my favorite player ever uh, before he left my Rockets. Uh, But what he did to force the trade to Brooklyn and then pretty much repeated the same kind of behavior in Brooklyn to trade himself to Philly. And now what happened, I think it was yesterday, uh, last night. He's in China right now. so It was was supposedly yesterday. So yeah, it's just like I mean, come on, man, come on. But anyway, let's let's pivot. Yeah, it, it's it, this ain't this ain't right. I, I just I like this. Especially, I never thought I'd say thank God for guys like Anthony Edwards. Like who just like don't yeah. disappear. They go play basketball and they're right. gone for the entire winter. I love that. I have not heard this man's name besides he changed his number. I was like. I, I love you so much. Yeah, I, 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 hey, every, I never, hey, Jared, Jared, that's what everybody wants. You know, everybody know. wants their, their franchise never, star. Everybody wants like, their franchise star. Carl Anthony Towns, the dumbest thing he's done this offseason is he's playing for Team Puerto Rico. I think his mom was Puerto Rican. Makes sense. Go for it. You're still going to get smoked by Team USA. Congratulations, but you know what? Yeah. Play for your country. You're staying out, out of the headlines. You're, you're staying yeah. out of the news. I love you're, it. 
What did Joel Embiid's mean, his biggest one? He got fucking hitched. That was it. Like, like, damn, James. Like, Kyrie's biggest offseason thing is he dumped on somebody last week. Like, dude, like, James Harden is uh, strip club James. That's all I know him as now. I don't even know him as what he was at Oklahoma State or at o- o- Oklahoma City or Arizona State. Like, I don't even know he has shit anymore. All right. We got to move on. Let's talk. One more baseball topic. We are now two. We are now a week and a half removed from the trade deadline. Mason, I guess this is more for you and me. How are we feeling right now? Yeah, I, I think they've been great. I think they've been great. They're currently playing Miami. Um, you know, they're losing two to one. It is the middle of the seventh inning, but they are two and a half games off Texas, six and four in the last ten. Uh, Verlander, you know, they lost that game. I know you watched Matt against uh, New York, against your Yankees, but he pitched well. He gave up, I think, two runs. Uh, he went seven innings. He he honestly looked like the guy that was in Houston last year that won the Cy Young. He looked sharp. Uh, he looked good. He knows all these guys, uh, barring a few of the new guys that we've brought up. But uh, hopefully he can be the guy that, that gets us into that you know, World Series contention kind of area and and helps us close this gap on Texas because Texas has been, you know, they've continued to roll. They've got a tough schedule coming up to close out the year. But, um, you know, we, we have one more series against them in August. Uh, it's in Dallas. So that is going to be really pivotal. But, um, Look, I, I think they did what they needed to do. I think the the mo over here is win now, make it happen. This is probably going to be the last year or two that it's possible with this crew. Um, so go all out, right? You know, they win a, a third World Series. You know, who, no one remembers the cheat. They win a third World Series. No one remembers the cheating, and I and I think that is probably what they talk about in this locker room. Let's truly you know, solidify ourselves as one of the greatest groups of players all time. And I think another, as a side comment, I think they win another World Series. My man Jose Altuve is for sure getting in the hall in Cooperstown. I I think if they win and he plays for probably three or four more years, I I think he gets there pretty comfortably. I think he walks into the Hall of Fame easily. There's no question. Either if they don't win one or not, I think he wins one either way. Yeah. Um, he he could walk in. I'll trip him. You can trip all you want, buddy. You He's awesome, choke. man. I don't know you how you can't choke in the ALCS guy. anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, the Yankees right, award. So the, the second you guys brought back that no facial hair bullshit, your team was never going to win another World Series. Oh, um, uh, you can still do a mustache, but I, I do miss the beards. Bullshit. No, I, I never have the beards. It makes yeah, me no, despise the Yankees because it's so stupid. The one year they dropped that stupid rule, they won the World Series. I should tell you something. Um. As a Diamondbacks fan, I'm optimistic because this series, like the fire came back, the team looked like the energy was back. Lourdes Goriel hits a fucking, like, just a, a routine 385 home run to tie the game. Dude slamming his bat, pumping his chest. You got guys freaking out over a sack fly, crazy hand celebration. It's just Paul Seawall, our 35-year-old closer, strikes Manny, uh, Gary Sanchez out. And he's just screaming to the heavens. And I'm just like, you know what? Okay, we're back. The emotion's back. Arizona's one of those teams that needs to have the energy. Uh, Seawalls look great. Jace Peterson is gets on base like crazy because he just draws walks. 
Um, and honestly, we're getting uh, Kyle Lewis back finally today. He started the season great. He's been injured almost the entire season. Sucks Jake McCarthy to get called down. But uh, honestly, I- I'm looking at this D-backs team. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. We might be okay. I- I- we're going to catch San Fran because we have way more firepower on the lineup than they do. But I think it- the problem is we screwed ourselves. This losing streak screwed ourselves winning the division. But we're still of a shot at the wild card, no question. And I think Arizona is that one team you don't want to play in the wild card. And I think, Jared, you have to keep in the back of your mind that, that look, man, this is just the beginning of a number of, of great so years, happy. right? Of, of incredible Jordan success. Jordan Lawler, our number uh, one prospect coming up next year. Yeah. Drew Jones in two years. Like, like I mean, I mean, a, a number of years of great success and tons of memories and, and you know, just great, you know, D-backs baseball, right? And I'm, so where I, you got, I'm where were your Astros were in 2015, 2016. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, I think that's what these these teams that, you know, go through a really ugly rebuild have to remember, right? Is that, look, this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. You know, there are going to be many, many years of, of success and great memories that, you know, culminate hopefully in a World Series. But it's only the beginning, you know, there's no reason to, to be upset. And, you know, the first year of many, many great seasons for this kind of group with Arizona. No, I, I get you. And the, the craziest thing for me is that as a snakes fan, like I'm not used to us actually putting it together. I think this team is going to be a wild card team. That's going to probably at best make it to the championship series. Like, I think we'll lose to the Braves in the championship series. You want my honest to God opinion, like dead ass. If we play our best, we'll lose to the Braves in six or in five or six in the championship. And I will say, you know what? Above that, like beyond, even if we just sneak into the wild card, and get beaten divisional series, or even just make the playoffs, it's above what we're supposed to. We're supposed to be a third place 500 team at best. Our rookie of the year candidate's a, a MVP guy. We have a, a, probably a Cy Young winner or a Cy Young runner-up. It's in a lot of great prospects. Maddie, do you want to talk about your Yankees or do you want to get out of here? We lost a series to the Chicago White Sox and then proceeded to lose a series to the Miami Marlins after being up 7-1 to one and then ultimately over three innings, giving up another seven runs to lose 8-7. And we are currently losing to the Braves. Um, last time I checked, eight to two in the like third or fourth inning. I would like to pass. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, we shout out to our sponsors: EatDimensional.com, Candidate, Seat Geek, Mahler Bros, and DraftKings. We appreciate you all for stopping by. We will see you guys Thursday for the season finale of the Corner Booth pregame. Uh, We hope you guys have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you all in a couple days. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, guys. Jared, thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.